Just to bring you up to speed, if uh, you haven't been sailing with us the last few months, we've been charting a new course for our congregation and our ministry and mission in our neighborhood. And we've been using this nautical ship-faring theme. We're on the seas now, and we've been considering the question all month, who is this captain? Who is this Captain Jesus? And we've used the letter I to organize some descriptions of who this is. We're on the fifth of six I's. Today, Jesus is immeasurable. And we know the difference between measurables and immeasurables. A lot of times you get what you measure. Whether you own a business or you're leading a church or a family, there's different things that are very measurable and it's easy to get caught up in measurables as benchmarks and criteria for how you're doing. As a business, it's simple. If you don't make a profit, you don't stay in business. As a congregation, if you don't reach out and welcome in, you stagnate or decline. This is true in all kinds of life. If you don't invest in measurable moments and memories with your children and family, then the family ties loosen. So there's a lot of things that are measurable, but there's always that chase after the immeasurable quality, that immeasurable something, that, as the French say, Je ne sais quoi. That's all I know about French. <laughs> Je ne sais quoi, which means I don't know what. Je ne sais quoi. It's that intangible quality. So Bo Nix is going to measure so high and so strong and he can throw a football so far. But what they're interested in is what are his immeasurable qualities? What kind of a leader is he? What's he going to do under pressure in the NFL? He handled five years of college football. How's he going to do among the big boys and the professionals? Will he falter or, or, or grow faint? The immeasurable is a lot harder to grasp than the immeasurable. And just to belabor the football theme, in case you, you don't like sports metaphors, I'll just go all the way and then leave it for a few Sundays. The Super Bowl's around the corner, and it's a fascinating matchup of two teams that I hope both can lose in the same game. But it's an interesting matchup because it's the best quarterback in history and the most dominant celebrity in the world, Taylor Swift, if you've really not been on the news, against literally Mr. Irrelevant. The 49ers quarterback was the last pick in the draft. And that's called Mr. Irrelevant. It's always been called that. And he's the starting quarterback in the Super Bowl going up against Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and his girlfriend, and the world. <laughs> but the world is kind of sick of the Chiefs winning. But some of us have strong feelings this direction. But it's fascinating because you have Mr. Measurables against Mr. Irrelevant. And the question is, who, are you gonna, who can you count on? What's going to make the difference in that matchup? And that's why it's anybody's game, because it's not enough just to measure which team has a better quarterback or a stronger uh, fan base. So we're chasing that unknown quality. It's the difference when, when you walk into a place and there's a good spirit, there's a, a buzz or a, a welcoming presence, and you walk into another place and it's kind of cold and there's something going on and you can't see it, but you could almost cut through the air with a knife. In our first reading, we have the God of galaxies and grasshoppers. We have the prophet Isaiah who speaks of God who sits above the heavens, above the circle of the earth, and we to him are like 
grasshoppers below. And he fixes the stars in the heavens and counts them all, naming them in their course. And the question the prophet asks is, who is like our God? Who is my equal? Says the Lord. Have you not known there is one God who sits above all creation? This was originally a word of comfort to Israelites in exile, not living in the Holy Land, but in Babylon, seeking a word of comfort that God was not left behind in Jerusalem, but that the God of Israel is the God of the all creation. And although right now we seem as grasshoppers to his concern, no. The Lord who is over all is the God who hears the brokenhearted, who lifts up the faint, who in the second part of our Isaiah reading is described as the one who remembers Israel. So Israel can't sit in Babylon or we in our own circumstances and say, why has God forgotten and disregarded my right? Or my way is hidden from the Lord. Isaiah says no. The God of galaxies and grasshoppers is the God who lifts up the youth who grow faint and weary. Who causes us to rise up on wings like eagles and run without weariness and walk and not faint. The immeasurable God measures His love in the care He has for His people. And that immeasurable God, of course, made himself measurable in the Messiah, Jesus. That Jesus did have a height and a weight. And it's fascinating that we don't have any descriptions of his appearance because we'd like to know what to picture. But his culture wanted us to remember who he was and what he said and who he is now. So we can't measure him in a painting, but we can measure him in what he's promised and in how he stretched out his arms in love on a cross. We can measure these things. And in this first chapter of Mark, and over the last few Sundays, we've seen this reputation grow immeasurably big. Who is this who commands the demons and they flee? Who is this who can heal with a word or a touch? Who is this who speaks and teaches with authority and not like our Bible teachers and scribes? Who is this? This measurable man, Jesus, son of the carpenter in Nazareth, is also immeasurably powerful and authoritative. And so naturally, they hunt him. Once they have him, and for a day, as he, as he heals Simon's mother-in-law, and then as the people come and bring to the doorstep of the house all who are sick and infirm or afflicted by demons, And as Jesus spends the day and long into the night healing and releasing people from bondage, it's natural that they would hunt him. Knowing this, of course, he left while it was still very dark and went alone on a mountain to pray. And then his disciples, literally it said, they hunted for him. And when they finally found him, he says, I know they want me to go back to the same town, but I need to keep going. I haven't come to set up shop in a hometown. I have come to go town to town and proclaim the good news of the kingdom to all. And now we see that this immeasurable God made measurable in Jesus gives us a mission that's quite measurable. And in a second, I'm going to do a a strange walk through our church newsletter, and I'm going to get to that. But right now I want to say, you can measure 
what we're supposed to be about very simply. Now, at the beginning of January, you might have been handed a star at the end of service, and on the star it simply said, welcoming God's children home to mercy in Jesus. That's our latest version of a, of a new mission statement. And in our gospel today, there's really three things the church is given to do. It's very simple. To carry out that mission of welcoming God's children home to mercy in Jesus. To carry out our mission that can fill the pages of a newsletter or a website. There's three things that we are about. We worship God. We serve the poor. And we evangelize the lost. That's it. Everything we do is a part of those activities. Worshiping God. Serving the poor. Evangelizing the lost. You can see it in our text today. That Jesus heals and serves the poor in body and spirit. He does it in homes, and then eventually the whole neighborhood gathers. He does it to family members like Simon's mother-in-law, and he does it to strangers as the neighborhood gathers. He heals and serves the poor. He worships God. This moment began in a synagogue when Jesus is teaching with authority and driving out demons in church that as the people gather to worship God, God himself teaches them. And in the early hours of the night when Jesus gets up to pray to the Father, he's not doing so because he doesn't have God. He's doing so because he's going to go worship his Father and demonstrate to us that relationship of family, Father, Son, and Spirit that Jesus identifies and demonstrates to us. Jesus worships the Father. We worship the Father through Jesus. He serves the poor, the powerless. We serve the poor and the powerless. And then he tells his friends, we're not going to set up shop. We've got to go to the other towns and share the good news. Jesus goes to evangelize first the lost sheep of Israel, and then they cross a lake eventually to Gentile country. And then eventually he commissions his own disciples with the Holy Spirit to go and evangelize the lost ends of the earth. These are three very simple activities of the church. And I know evangelizing the lost is one thing, and getting lost in the evangel newsletter could be another thing. And if it looks like there's a lot in here, you're correct. Imagine trying to put it together. Here's an example of just, just briefly walking through our church newsletter. Here's what you could be burdened with as your expectations of being an active church member at Bethesda. Page one, we're in a visioning season, so be thinking and praying creatively about where God is leading us. Page two, more on that. And there's an annual meeting coming, so be sure to come and vote for the church's budget for the year and elect our council members to lead us in our efforts and maybe you want to join council someday and be part of the decision-making body of our congregation. Page three, we have worship committee notes, and you see how a dozen people gather every month to talk about how do Lutherans worship with guitars and drums and bass and piano and organ and sacrament and moving the passing of the peace all over the place. So maybe you want to join the worship committee. Ian joined us uh, this last meeting. Page four, there's a care committee. Maybe you want to join the care team. 
that recognizes one pastor can't care for the people in this place alone. And so every month we go through the list of our seniors and those with chronic or acute health concerns or recent bereavement and grief. And we make sure that nobody falls through the cracks through a lack of effort or time. So maybe you want to help with that. Oh, we have a preschool. Maybe you want to help with the preschool ministry that reaches out to families in our neighborhood with Christian-based education at an early age. Or maybe on page five, you just want to post the prayer requests, put them on your refrigerator or tuck them into your Bible and regularly, if not daily, pray for the people in our concerns listed here. Page six, oh, the season of Lent. Sometimes church gets more church on the calendar. So you can worship on Wednesday nights during Lent and prepare for the Easter to come. You can make soup and bring it to the soup supper on Wednesday nights. Or maybe you want to be one of the faith-sharing speakers in the service on Wednesday night, because I need two more. (laughs) Or page seven, maybe you don't want to get behind a microphone, but you love to help in tangible ways. Well, you can pack Little Sprouts snack bags for our school children in the Bethel area. 145 snack packs every Friday sent home with kids so they have healthy snacks for the weekend. Well, you can come to the adult forum today after worship and study our our latest class or come on Thursday and study with the Daytimers Bible study or join one of the other Bible study groups. There's a women's group that meets this Wednesday morning. I'll share on that later. There's all kinds of Bible study opportunities. Oh, or you can just post the calendar, you know, rip out the calendar and put it next to the prayer guide on your refrigerator. And it's, you know, nine point font. So you can really make sure you don't miss anything you were supposed to go to. Oh, and then we like to have fun together. So there's a Galentine's Day event this Friday for women and girls of the congregation and our friends. You can go to the Galentine's Day event. And then there's, of course, regular opportunities always going on. Men's breakfast is this Saturday at 8 a.m., There's a prayer group, a quilt group, a food pantry this weekend. There's an indoor playground. There's a library. So our beautiful church library, you can see a display at the bottom of the steps, but there's way more to go underneath. And Mim Baker and her team of volunteers help operate that. So while you do all the other things in the first 10 pages, you can also make sure you read a book a week. (laughs) And then don't forget to send birthday cards to our 80 and over seniors. Don't forget to send anniversary acknowledgments to our happily married couples. And uh, that's just uh, February, so we'll give you more to do in March. How's that sound? Good? All right, good. I recognize that when you uh, hear about a visioning season, charting a new course, when you see what's already going on and you wonder, what's, how much can we really bite off and chew here as a congregation? Then let me leave you with just this. In light of Jesus and his gospel, it's a very measurable thing. We need to be worshiping God here and growing in that faith. We need to be serving the poor here. And we need to be evangelizing the lost, the hopeless, the brokenhearted, or the lonely. It's those three things. That's what we do. And my prayer is that you would find your niche, your place, your role and opportunity in each of those three categories of life together. How can you be a part of our helping efforts and our sharing hope and mercy efforts and our worshiping and growing in faith efforts together? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks, like the psalmist does today, 
in praising you, in saying Alleluia, for you are the one who counts the stars and calls them by name and calls us to faith. We thank you for comforting the lowly and casting down the proud, covering the heavens with clouds to prepare rain to, to feed the earth. We thank you that through all these things, your immeasurable love has been made known in Jesus. In whose name we pray. Amen. I invite you to stand as we share.